morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together out loud, chapter by chapter, and right now, book by book, as we go through all these books that we didn't have a chance to take a look at the last year and a half or so. Yesterday, we looked at Job chapter 1, talked about the, the whole book, really, uh, and we saw, this is, uh, this is nice, it'll kind of lend itself into uh, the reading that we have today, uh, talked about how it just shows that God has this bigger plan that you don't have the whole story for as you're going along as the characters in this story, right? And you see that definitely in a big way in today's reading, Genesis chapter 45, the reunion of Joseph with his family. They did not, no one had the full story. Um, and here the pieces start to fit together. It's an awesome moment here. Um, one of the big, big moments of the whole book of Genesis, uh, which spends a plurality of its time and space talking about the story of Joseph. Joining us today as our guest, we've got Pastor John Lekumski, pastor in Southern Illinois and co-host of Wrestling with the Basics on KFUO, Wednesdays, 2 p.m., Saturdays, 9 a.m. Central Time. Good morning, brother. Good to have you back. Yeah, good good to be back. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm listening to your show, and I think, what? <laughs> what? We're doing Job, and now, wait a second, I'm doing Genesis 45. Did what? I miss the memo or something? And <laughs> So that's the theme. Is that what we're doing here? We're, we're picking up some of the books you hadn't talked about and looking that's at key right. things in them. Is that the plan? All right, good. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we just want to do something else entirely, we can just, you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is the pressure of the holidays getting to you? <laughs> you just ready to throw up your hands. You know, at a certain point, at a certain point, the the rubber band just breaks, you know? I mean, it's just, (laughs) but uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's neat. And actually, you know, it's, uh, I think it's really cool leading up to, um, uh, leading up to Advent, you know, because, you know, I think that one of the themes that we have in Advent is, is sort of how the people of God in every age have kind of joined us in that great antiphon, O come, O come, Emmanuel, right? And, and you have the ways of tracing out the different prophecies and, uh, you know, like kind of Advent calendar sometimes even uh, will we'll kind of uh, uh, trace that out, right? So I think it's really kind of cool to have this. We're going to be going through uh, from uh, from today we're with Genesis going all the way through the Old Testament up to uh, Matthew and Acts at the end. Well, that's cool. That is cool. And, and, and I think what's really exciting about what you had yesterday and what you have today uh, is I think all of these, both of those stories are all about Jesus, which, of course, is what you're going to end up with Christmas, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. that's what that's all about, too. Right. It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about presents and trees. It is all about Jesus. And God help us to remember that. Amen. <laughs> so, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, start out with a word of prayer, if you would lead us, brother. Yeah, Lord, indeed, indeed lead us. It seems like such a simple thing to say, it's all about Jesus. But the fact of the matter, it's really, really hard to remember that's the truth for every day of our lives. That everything that happens day in and day out is just that we might grow in our faith and trust that we have a God of steadfast love who has sent his son to us, that we might be forgiven and we might have blessings here and a hundredfold blessings in the life to come. So we pray that your word and our study of it with AJ and myself will lead people to that faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Thanks, John. All right. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't <laughs> you, you can't do justice to the to the whole book of Genesis in like you know thirty seconds or something <laughs> like that. But but like I was saying, um, you know, it is interesting that that Genesis spends. Um, you know, I, I said a plurality. That's to say, if you kind of like break down Genesis into different chunks, like kind of the uh, uh, you know Abraham uh, saga, or like the the saga the saga of uh, Jacob, or uh, the saga of uh, Joseph, or if you uh, go all the way back, the stuff that happened before Abraham, right? Like if you kind of break it up this way, uh, the biggest chunk is the one devoted to the story of Joseph, and so that, that's kind of interesting. Um, and how do you think that kind of fits in with the, the broader theme of Genesis? Well, well, I tell you what, can I actually do some parallels between Joseph and, and Job? Would that be fair? Oh, that, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool, too. Yeah, connect some dots like that well, for us. Well, see, here's the problem was I, I thought I was doing Job. <laughs> oh, no, no. And then found out I'm doing Joseph. Oh, we'll do Joseph. Uh, uh, but, but it occurred to me, when, when you're thinking about Job, you have this near-perfect man, don't you? In fact, that's the right. whole thing. He's with right. blameless and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we find out he's just a guy like us. He's yeah. a sinner, too. In fact, he confesses that. But I'm thinking, that's about Jesus, isn't it? That What, what happens to Job... Mm-hmm. is exactly what God is going to do to Jesus, except even more, because he's not going to hold Satan back when it comes to his life. He's going to let Satan even take Jesus' life. He's going to right. die. And then I was thinking about Joseph. You know, the unique thing about Joseph is he's really the only near-perfect guy you find in the Bible. There's a lot of other good guys. You know, we got Noah and Moses and Abraham, but every one of them has a very obvious fatal flaw, and the Bible mm-hmm. spells it out with clarity. Uh, Joseph, I think, has flaws, too. Again, like Job, he's not a sinless man, but his portrayal is like this nearly perfect guy. Mm -hmm. But again, I think the point is you should be thinking about Jesus because Job wasn't the perfect guy. Joseph isn't the perfect guy, but they're they're pointing ahead to the one— Guy and God, who is perfect. And, and so he's, as we look in this story of Joseph 45, and, and Luther does this beautifully in his commentary on Genesis, this is all about what Jesus is going to do for us. <laughs> Whatever yeah. Joseph does for his brothers here, this is pointing ahead to what Jesus literally has done for you and me. So anyway, th- those were some yeah. thoughts I had. No, thank you. I think that's, I think that's great. And uh, it does, yeah, that really does complement the discussion that we had yesterday. That, of course, you can go into it, you know, like what you're kind of like theologians cap on and say, ah, uh, well, you know, but of course, you know, we are all, you know, with sin and no one is perfect. And you can kind of go down, um, you know, the whole kind of systematics approach. And that's and that's fine, but like you were saying, but but how is the story portraying things, right? You know, kind of yes. like well, how is the camera and the lighting, right, and, and everything else, kind of like <laughs> you know, kind of working over the set? And like you're saying, yeah, I think I think that's right. That the point in these stories is that we would see Job as a, as a righteous man, right, not as yes. an unrighteous one. And and the point here also is that we would see Joseph as a righteous man. And, and why should we see that, right? Well, I mean, yeah, because it does actually pave the way, like you said, for Jesus. The idea being that it's sort of like by, by no fault of his own, he winds up under the yoke of slavery in Egypt. I think that's kind of the big theme that we get, right? Like Genesis is all yes. about the beginnings, the beginnings of the people of God. And, you know, that kind of, you know, that that just the tiniest germ, right, 
uh, of Christ even there, just ever so ever so dimly lit, right? Um, the idea that you know he would he would go into this, and, and you see this um, in a beautiful way, of course, in in Matthew's gospel account uh, with with our Lord going to Egypt, right? Um, and then in the in the words of uh, you know Paul, right, being put under the law. Um, you know, under the yoke as a servant, as a slave, N- not because of anything he did, right, but because of rather what we did. And so uh, it, is, it is important to, to see Joseph in that light, like you said, just so we can see this, this big theme um, that holds together in Jesus throughout all the scriptures. So, so my, my picture is you have all these people, and, and, and it's like they could be the Messiah, they yeah. might be the Savior, but but you soon find out no no they're not. But it leaves you longing for the one who really will be that. And of course, as you're pointing out, and, and what a wonderful thing! I think this is great what you're doing here. Uh, uh, we find out that at, at Christmas, oh, this was Jesus all along. This is what we. Uh, uh, Job is a good. Uh, Joseph is a good guy. But but no, Jesus is the one because Jesus is the one that's going to do all these things and fulfill and complete them, which which neither a Joseph nor a a Job could do. But Jesus has done it. He's done it for all of us. Yeah, and I think that we see this, and we should just turn to the text now because we're gonna have a whole yeah, lot of yeah, things yeah. to talk about. But um, <laughs> exactly. you, you see this in the text where where the, you there's, you see like, wow, this is awesome. You know, like there there is so much blessing that God's just pouring out uh, left and right, and we've seen this throughout Genesis. Um, how just left and right, something goes wrong, God blesses Joseph anyway. Something goes wrong, God blesses Joseph anyway. Someone slanders Joseph. You know, I mean, I mean, just again and again, you know, someone throws him in prison, right? It's just like, no matter what yeah. you do to him, God blesses him anyway. Um, and of course, the most powerful thing is, so, so you kill God's Messiah and God blesses him anyway on Easter, yes. right? Yes, so, exactly. so we're, we're going to yep. see that, but we also see, right, in the, in this chapter that it's like, well, but like, like you said, there's just, there's something that's just not quite all the way. Um, and, and so it's a, it's a, it's a really neat dynamic. So let's go ahead and kind of keep our ears open for it and hey, read this hey, chapter. Go ahead. Could, one, real, one, I, and I know we got to get into it, but one thing really quick, because it just occurred to me, not only do you see Jesus in the character of Joseph and, and Job, but of course you got to see yourself in there too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Because it's just, see, what made me think of it is what you said. So Joseph's got struggles, and yet the Lord delivers him. And, 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 and we have struggles. And yet the Lord will deliver us. We, we, what happens to Job is going to happen to all of us. We, we're all going to lose everything. I'm sorry. If you think you're going to keep anything you got, you're wrong. At some point, and because of the devil, you're going to lose it all. But again, see, we're going to get it back. We're going to get it back. There will be blessings a hundredfold. But that's because of Jesus, not because of what Job did or what Joseph did, but because of what God does. And that's, that's kind of the point. Uh, well, anyway, so so it's Amen. crazy because you can look at it and you can see Jesus and you can see yourself, and, and yet that's how the whole thing works, I believe, when you have the gospel. So, Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to go ahead and read Genesis chapter 45, and to kind of complete and round out the picture, we're just going to do the, the first seven verses then of chapter 46 as well. Uh, so here it is in the English Standard Version, uh, beginning verse 1 here. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? 
But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold to Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me. You and your children and your children's children and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and all your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, brother, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this. Load your beasts and go back to the land of Canaan and take your father and your households and come to me and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you shall eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, do this. Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your goods for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all of them, he gave a change of clothes. And to Benjamin, he gave 300 shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father, he sent as follows, 10 donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away. And as they departed, he said to them, do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob. And they told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. So Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. Then Jacob set out from Beersheba. 
The sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones, and their wives in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They also took their livestock and their goods, which they had gained in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, all his offspring he brought with him into Egypt. So it's a, I, I think it really is just an amazing chapter, and I, I just I feel like there's just echoes of this stuff from just all over the New Testament. And uh, the thing that I was thinking about was how, in, in so many ways, uh, when Joseph is speaking, it's like you're, you're really hearing the voice of the resurrected Christ, right? That, yes, absolutely. I mean, the, That's what right? I thought too, AJ. The, me- the message yeah. he sends, it's like, go, 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 to, go to my brothers, right? It's like Jesus yep. talking yep. to the women. Go to my brothers, right? You know, God has made me Lord, Right of all, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. this is like pretty much what like the Lord says, right? Right to the women, um, and and to the disciples, and so they they go, and it's like there is there's this there's this little resurrection moment here, and it's like a his father is like the the doubting Thomas, and he's like, well, you know, <laughs> until until I see the marks, right? Like, there's no way I can believe this. But then he doesn't see marks, right? But he sees the wagons and he hears the words, right? I mean, like it is, it, it is. A, I, I don't know. I think it's really awesome how this just. I feel like if you're a Christian, you just read this as Easter. It just happens when you read it. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely, AJ. That was exactly my—you could just see it in so many ways, because uh, just like the disciples whose initial response is, well, this must be nonsense. How could he be possibly resurrected from the dead? Yeah. You get that same reaction from his brothers here. Really? No. How can you be Joseph? Because it is the same thing. Joseph is dead, as far as they understand. Yeah. Joseph is dead, as far as the father understands, yeah. because that's what he's been told. He's, he saw the bloodied robes, you know. Yep. Uh, right. Well, there you go. You got the robes, too, the bloodied robes. Yep, yep. Uh, but of course, no, he, he, he's resurrected. Uh, but, but I think even more importantly, when, when he says, I am your brother Joseph, whom you've sold into Egypt, now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. I, I think you have to hear that as Jesus talking to us. Because we sold Jesus down to Egypt, did we? Every yeah. time we've had lustful, angry thoughts, every time we've done something that we shouldn't have done, that was the sin that cast him away, sent him to the cross and everything. But what a wonderful thing for him to say, look, look, I'm your brother. And and I did this for a good reason. God sent me to preserve your life. That's what it was all about, not to destroy you. In fact, isn't that interesting? He says, Joseph, your brother, because, you know, that's the first time that Jesus tells his disciples to call him brother is after the resurrection. Uh, if you yeah. check it out, it's interesting. He never calls them brothers before the resurrection, but after the resurrection, he says to the women, go tell my brothers, you know, you're my yeah. God, and, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 right, my, yeah to my father, your father. You, yeah, no, yeah. It, it is, and it's just, it's so amazing, like uh, the point that you were just mentioning there, um, you know, I'm your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. It's very much like... Uh, uh, Peter's sermon on uh, on Pentecost, oh, right? You know, yes, you, you crucified yes. the, the Lord of Life, right? Yep, yep. Uh, but 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 I mean, like, but then th- this uh, this moment here, you know, don't but don't be angry, right? Um, you know, because this is this is God's will, right? Um, God sent me before you to preserve life. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking about you know in the Gospel of John, right, where the Lord is teaching the disciples, saying like, you know, I, I'm I'm going ahead of you. Right, and that's the word he uses. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm going on ahead of you, going on without you to prepare a place for you, 
right? And, and this is like very much what's happened, right? I mean, he's gone ahead, he went ahead of them to prepare yep. a place. And he goes and describes how it's just going to be full of just all the best things. I mean, like what, what an image, right? Of, I, I mean, so on the one hand, it's like the resurrection, um, but on the other hand, it like already anticipates that like that last day idea. Like this is the Lord Jesus who's like, hey, I, I, yeah, I did what I said. I went ahead to prepare a place for you. Now come into the new heavens and the new earth. And, and that's like kind of what they're all loading up their wagons and getting on board to go do, to, to go inherit um, the kingdom. And, and, and think about it. So what's the other bit of advice he gives to them? You don't need to bring all the stuff you've got there. Yeah, You can right. leave that. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to have stuff. more than enough here, which is the same thing Jesus would say to us. All right, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. You don't need to be holding on to this stuff. Could, could I real quickly, though, talk about that verse you mentioned there where it said, don't be angry. Do not be oh, distressed yeah, yeah, yeah. or angry. Because uh, Luther has a really interesting take on that phrase, or, or be angry with yourselves, uh, because in the English translations, it, it's like he's talking about their anger, the anger of the brothers. But but Luther points out that the Hebrew's not quite so clear there. It actually says mm. anger in your eyes. And, and he thinks that it's talking about Joseph. In, in other words, he's saying to the brothers, don't see anger in my eyes. Okay, hmm. you might think my eyes are angry towards you. In fact, they should be, shouldn't they? After what you did to me, but do right. not see anger in my eyes, because no, no, I'm not angry with you at all. I now understand that everything happened because this is the way God was going to make everything work together for good. So I just thought that was a kind of a cool uh, uh, translation that you don't see in the English. It doesn't come that way in hmm. the English, but you could see it that way in the Hebrew. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you, you, you see that, well, I mean, that, that idiom, right, you know, in your eyes, right, and, and you yeah. kind of see that throughout, um, I mean, uh, or, or related idioms, too, like when something, uh, you know, is good in someone's eyes, right, or that it, like, you know, so, namely, that it, that it pleases them, right? Um, yeah. So that idea of uh, seeing things, and, and what do you see, and, well, I mean, that, and that, you know, that, of course, is a big theme with resurrection and uh and all the things we've just been talking about as well, right? Like how, how you see Jesus, um, of course. Well, well, well is, wouldn't that be the thing with Peter? Because when yeah. Peter first sees Jesus, he's got to see anger in Jesus' eyes, doesn't he? How could he not? Jesus, the last time he talked to Jesus, Jesus said, you know, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter, of course, right. said, oh, I'll never do that. That's you true. Uh, but of course, then Jesus works overtime, especially on Peter, to say, no, no anger here, Peter, no anger we know what you are. You're a sinner. But that's what I came for, was to see that you could be restored and forgiven. Go feed my sheep, would you? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, and that's, know. yeah, that, that that's really interesting. I like that connection, right? That, that, that this is when he's talking to uh, his brothers, it's sort of like the Lord talking to Peter, who's like a brother yeah. uh, to him, yeah. and, and saying like, no, no, you need to go take care of them. In this case, like, oh, you need to go take care of my father. Right. Oh, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it, it is. Yeah. It, it's something that's really well. And, and the thing about the father too, right. That also recalls, I think Peter's sermon where he says, you know, the promise is, you know, for you and your little ones, he says, right. Yep. And yep. for all yep. who are fall off. I mean, far off the idea is like, you know, they're going to go back and they're going to, you know, take their families that, that are back home when they get back home from Pentecost and they're going to, you know, bring them in to this. Right. Um, even if it's not necessarily in in Jerusalem, but they're going to be brought into Jesus. Well, uh, my goodness, we're, we're going to have to 
<laughs> uh, we're going to try to come back to the beginning and kind of look at some of the details. Uh, I think I really love all the connections we're making, though. Uh, but we got to take our break first. But everyone, hold on. We're looking at Genesis chapter 45 here on Nice Strong Word. We'll be right back in just a minute. I'm free to be faithful moderator Kip Allen. The election's over, but what are the implications for people of faith? Washington Observer and Vice President of Focus on the Family, Tim Gigwine, and I examine these issues Wednesday at 2.30 and again Saturday at 9.30 on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, on behalf of Concordia Plan Services, Lutheran Housing Support Corporation, Concordia University System, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, the LCMS Foundation, and Corporate Synod, daily reaches out to our members and partners, working together to support our local, global, and international ministries, church workers, and LCMS initiatives at large to carry the mission forward and to serve each other in love. Opportunities to serve, lcms.org careers. Peace Lutheran Church of South County, the KFUO Church of the Week, invites you to join them on Sunday, December 13th at 2.30 p.m. for the annual German Advent Christmas service. The preacher will be the Reverend Dr. Robert Kolb of Concordia Seminary and the liturgist Pastor Emeritus Dennis Castens of Peace Lutheran Church. Pre-service music begins at 2.15 p.m. and ethnic refreshments will be served after the service. The service will be broadcast on KFUO the following Sunday, December 20th at 3 p.m. For more information, call 314-892-5610. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We are looking at Genesis chapter 45 today. Uh, just so many awesome connections here. You, you just see how, how this is, uh, and just in so many ways, this is uh, you know connected to the gospel accounts of the resurrection and uh, what we have in the first couple chapters of Acts. I mean, you, you really see yourself, right? You really see Jesus um, in this story here, as Jacob is uh, brought back to life um, after Joseph has been brought back to life, right? And there's this happy reunion um, at the end. Uh, a lot of good things. Joined by our guest today, Pastor John Lekumski from Southern Illinois, co-host of Wrestling with the Basics here on KFUO, Wednesdays 2 p.m., Saturdays 9 a.m. Central Time. If you've got a question for me or Pastor Lekumski and you're listening live, join the conversation 1-800-730-2727, or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. You can also send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. Uh, I got a few email questions here. I was just kind of pondering here over the break a little bit here. But yeah, just talking about, um, I mean, I, I think I think uh, James, your, your questions here over email are just uh, very much along the same lines that we were talking about, right? You know, doesn't our... Uh, Jesus manifest himself as our brother and our friend, uh, even though we are often many times uh, ones who acted as enemies, like Joseph uh, did for his brothers, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we're totally on the same wavelength 
uh, right there, right? Um, so yeah, some more questions about the idea of brotherhood. Yeah, I think we can try to work to bring that out. Uh, also, if you've got any questions or comments, you can just hop on the live stream at facebook.com slash AJ Espinosa. Uh, just, you know, put them right there in the box there. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a neat little opportunity as we go through uh, so many books of the Bible. Yesterday, we looked at Job, as we were saying, in many ways, kind of a like a like a pre-Mosaic uh, story here, right? Uh, but here today, we're kind of moving along here, revealing more and more, seeing Jesus uh, a little bit more clearly. Uh, we'll be going on to, uh, what was it? I think it's actually Leviticus next time, is it? Like, I, I, And that sounds like you know what, Leviticus? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, next time, yeah, Leviticus <laughs> chapter ten. It's the story of Nadab and Abihu. Um, you know, so yeah, there's actually a very cool fire. Not really cool, actually. It's very fiery, isn't it? Uh, story from Leviticus that I'll be looking at next time. But this it, is really neat uh, how, we, how we're going through this. I want to thank our underwriters at the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org, uh, for your support, guys. Uh, you're underwriting the program uh, all these years here. Uh, all right. So right before the break, we were saying, okay, we got to take a look at some of, uh, <laughs> some, some of the, like the particular verses and details here. Uh, let me just ask you, John, before, uh, I get caught up on a, like a, a rabbit trail here. Are there any particular verses that you want to make sure that we hit before we're out of time today? Um, no, I think we've kind of already touched on the verses that really need to be talked about, uh, you know, oh, yeah. especially that business about, uh, uh, that, that God was at work here. Uh, that verse seven, and God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep you alive for many, uh, survivors. And of course you have to hear that's you and me when he's talking about many survivors. You know, oh yeah. No, I, 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 work. I, yeah, yeah, that caught my eye. The use of the word many there, right? Because, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, you know, the Lord Jesus and during the institution of the Lord's supper, right? He says this, you know, uh, poured out for many, Right. For many. Uh, yeah. Yep. And that and that language, right? I know that like there's sometimes, you know, you get to have these like systematics debates, like, no, hang on a second. I thought it was for all, not for many, right? Point being though, right, like it's not, you know, systematic theology when he's speaking there. He's he's referencing this old testament stuff. Right, like yes, the, the exactly. idea, right, that this is this is the same work of God that He's been doing this whole time. Which actually, you know, kind of brings an interesting point up that um that that this is like foreshadowing, I believe, the resurrection um, and, and the second coming. But it kind of immediately foreshadows, of course, uh, the Exodus, right? I mean, which is exactly what oh, God yeah. even like yep. predicts at the end of the reading, right? That's right. Yep, you're going to go down. I'm going to take it down to Egypt, and I'm going to bring you back up. Right. Yeah, and of course, they don't have any idea what he's talking about there. They think, oh yeah, we're all going to go meet Joseph in Egypt. They have no idea they're going to be slaves there for four hundred years, and mm-hmm. then the Lord steps in and delivers again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, but, exactly. But, 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 but see, my thought is, too, we, we can work it that way, is that this is all pointing ahead to Jesus. But I think you also understand there's just a practicality here because we got to get to Jesus. And if, if the family all dies out because of famine, well, there is no Jesus. There will be no, you know, Judah's children and children, children leading up finally to the birth of Joseph. And that... Yeah. In, that impacts you and me. <laughs> if that doesn't no. happen, then we're not going to be numbered amongst the remnant nor amongst the survivors. But the promise is we will. We will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, 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 that's that's a really great point, right? I mean, that, that really complements, um, you know, in verse 5, right? I mean, like—and and I, I can't help but when I think about that, the idea of, you know, having children, continuing on a, a family line, right, the expansion of family, 
um, that yeah, I, that yeah. theme there, right? To preserve life, it says in verse five. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, we are, this is, I, I think, I mean, this, this is the, this is the thing, right? Like when I when I look at the Bible, I don't look at it as like, okay, where can I find like you know verses that prove that life begins at conception, or like where can I go in the Bible and like find verses that like prove that you're not allowed to get an abortion or something like this. Like I don't I don't think yeah. of it this way. Like I look at the whole of the Bible and I say, look, like like what what is what is God's like attitude? What is God's heart when it comes to life? When it comes to children, right? And rather than kind of like find all the rules, like I'm trying to like get on the same page and get on the same wavelength with God. And I see again and again in verses like this, God is all about preserving and expanding the life of His people and expanding children, uh, families, and ex- and, uh, and preserving children. And, and just like you're saying, I mean, I mean, this is this is what you just see like in spades throughout, and uh, in this chapter in particular. And AJ, well, I really appreciate what you're saying because I'm afraid that we deal with issues like homosexuality and abortion. We go right away and try to deal with it from the standpoint of the law. And, and, and I'm not denying that the law says that's a sin, okay? Right. But of course, that doesn't change people's hearts. And I appreciate what you're saying because it is, like you said, it's all about life. That's what it's about. And was that not the commandment? Be fruitful and multiply. Why? Because God loves people. He loves children. Uh, in fact, to paraphrase what he says here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. It's like it says, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to, to save the world. That That's what it's always about, is to cause an increase in life and, and life that God wants to bring uh, eternal salvation to. So yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and also the other thing that it, that's neat about this is uh, this This is one where, um, so like if everyone following along on the Facebook stream, you'll, you'll see that like in, in my um, on my copy of the ESV here, the, the words uh, to preserve life are bolded. Um, and that and that's because of, in the in the Hebrew they're basically bolded uh, <laughs> because oh, cool. uh, yeah when it, when it when it says that here because he says you know he says like look um, and then the, the next thing is um, he says four and then the next word is um, you know la michia so I mean it's it's like to preserve life right to you know make life happen or to make a I mean make alive I mean that that kind of idea right so for for that. I, I mean, God, God sent me, right? So it's it's put at the very front, and so I think it has, um, it's it's what I would call contrastive focus to to say, um, that's why, you know, for to preserve life is why He sent me, which implies then not um, to destroy life, and, and the reason why He's saying that, right, is because that contrasts with their destructive purpose that they had with Joseph. Right, right. Uh, which right. is which is why yep. they'd feel bad right now because they're like, hey, we, we thought about killing you, right? We were we were ready just to feed you to a to a wild animal, right? That's what <laughs> that's what we told our father, right? And and so and so they're and so they they just look at it. I mean, this is this is fascinating, right? They, they get they're getting triggered right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting triggered because they're seeing Joseph and they're like, whoa, this is way too painful, right? Like like whoa, just just even us even realizing, right, that this is Joseph. This is like, oh man, this this is like bringing up like you know, like trauma from their past, right? But 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 Joseph here is is taking that and turning it into something else. 
Well, that, that phrase earlier, but his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed at yeah. his presence. And, and that's what the Hebrew means there. They, this really, really troubled them. That And isn't that interesting? Because you got the same reaction again with Jesus at his resurrection. The disciples are also troubled because they realized they betrayed him. They they left him. They abandoned him. But, but again, Jesus just, and, and he does this, people. You never understand this. When you're sinning, he works overtime to show you that he loves and forgives you, not as an excuse for your sin, but so that your sin can actually be turned around and also become a thing of love and a thing of preserving life, because that's how it works, isn't it? Once we understand Jesus' intent is not to condemn us, but to preserve our lives, then all of a sudden, just like these men here, all right, yeah, let's let's do get our Father. Let's do bring everyone back, because mm-hmm. that's what—he's preserved our lives. How could we not want to preserve the lives of the people around us? Well, and I think I think it's important for us to. I mean, I really appreciate John, like your comments about how we see ourselves in all this. That, that I mean, this is showing how the gospel, right? It, it does sting at first, right? Yes. Because yes. It, it, it's accompanied by the law. I mean, always. I mean, uh, you you cannot tell somebody, you know, hey, look, there's you know th- this uh, th- there's, there's there's salvation and there's forgiveness of sins without the sins part, right? <laughs> I mean, they're like here, new yeah. life, right? Without saying like. You know, for your death, right? I, I mean, I mean, yeah. there, there's, there, there can't be a hero and a solution and a victory, right? Unless we're admitting finally, right? Uh, instead of distracting ourselves and being in denial about it, admitting the, the problem. And, and so there is something about this that you know, if we present anyone with the gospel, like sh- we can't be surprised that the that the first reaction is, of course, it's going to be what or, or just or just <laughs> denial or just not want to say anything or just want to say okay whatever i'm i'm, I'm out of here or like what jacob's uh, what's that about jacob right he go he goes numb right i mean yeah. that that is yeah. the natural first reaction to to the gospel because of what automatically comes with it um so like you were saying like it, it's it, this just speaks to how important it is that we do speak the truth and love, which has, which you just see this in Joseph and the way, I mean, just, can, can we just look, okay, we well, just look at this one part here. Just, just look yep. at what yep. he does with his brothers. Okay. There is, there is speaking the truth. There is truth telling, but then there's what the Lord Jesus says, speaking the truth in love. What does he do? Right. He makes everyone else go out of the room. All the pe- like, like all his bodyguards and his yes men and his underlings and minions. Right. And all, like all that, all the pomp and circumstance, Right, all that out of the room. We're, we're not about power and position here. He, right. he he gets all that out of the room, gets human with them, and he gets vulnerable and he cries. I mean, what do you, what do you make of that? Well, well and, and let's add the next phrase where he says, "Come near to me, please." Yeah, because yeah. he realizes that the, the, he's sent everybody out of the room, but they still the Egyptians are hearing what's going on, and they got to be wondering. Why is he crying? Why is he? Are they beating him up? What's going on? Uh, so, so he draws his brothers near to him because he doesn't want them to know what these brothers have done, right? Because yeah. who knows how the Egyptians might respond if they find out you did what to our leader? You tried yeah. to what? You know. Uh, but point. but again, see that's that's how Jesus does it. I, I I'm glad you emphasize that. Gee, uh, there's uh, I always tell people that secret sin should remain secret. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, not be- not between you and God, of course, but but there's no there's no joy or benefit in taking somebody's secrets in and, and bring it out in public and let everyone know how horrible and terrible they are. That's not motivated by speaking the truth and love. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, no. speaking to them, yes, that that's that's the truth. But speaking to everybody else, no, that's nothing to do with truth or love. 
but yeah, see again, isn't that because that's what Jesus does? Jesus covers up our sins. He doesn't make it a, a public spectacle. Or we make sure, as you said, that we know it through the law. But but then he says, "Come near to me, please." You know, that's and right. he comes near. So again, he can say, "Do not be distressed. Do not see anger in my eyes." Uh, I, I've amen. Come here to you. Yeah, I, and know. that's that's great. I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, you're right. Like the way that he. He has them come close, and, and that does so many things. Like one, like you were saying, like uh, the Egyptians aren't overhearing about like what they did, so we don't have to go there with everybody else. Like you guys yeah. know what happened, and that's enough, right? Um, yeah. But but then also like you know that they can see him up close. They can really see no, that really is yeah. underneath like a, <laughs> like the the headdress and, and and the royal garb and, and the makeup, right? And all <laughs> everything what, else what, the Egyptians what, had. What, it's really me. Don't, don't you, AJ? Don't you kind of see the behold my hands and feet? Thing yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, here, here, come, touch my side, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but I, I think that for, for me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm moved by how he, he, he just cries with his brothers yeah. and like, and he, and he starts it, right? It's, it's, it's like he doesn't, cause this is a problem, I think, that I think a lot of people have and that, I mean, it's a problem that I've struggled with too, that, when it's like when you've got the truth and you're like, you know, well, I, I know the truth, right? And so it's like, I'm just going to kind of like beat you over the head with this truth club here, right? And tell you, like, admit that you're wrong, right? And it's going to prove it to you. Look, see, it's just proven you're wrong, done. Yes. Drop yes. the mic. Yeah. Drop the mic. Walk away, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, here, burn on Twitter, right? It's like, that's just not the way it's done here. I mean, like, he starts, you know, w- with himself and, and just dropping the pretense, right? Like, we just, we, we, we can't expect, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, are we really messengers of the, uh, messengers of the gospel, right? If, if, we're, if the thing that we're broadcasting most loudly is our own pride. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and, and again, like you said, just the the, the empathy and the sympathy. Uh, uh, what does Jesus it, it, say? Uh, it, it says Jesus wept. He said, "How often I would have gathered you, but you would yeah. not." But That's but right. here's the joyous thing: they will be gathered. That's what's great about this story. They will be gathered. But but um, I, I, I'm going to throw something out here that kind of takes us off track. But but uh, you know we had this text uh, uh, in the church about the final judgment. You know where Jesus has the the sheep and the goat in front of yeah. him, and yeah. and, it, and it occurred to me: you you cannot understand that story unless you see a tear in Jesus' eye when he says to those on his left, "Depart from me," you know. Uh, that's not in the text, but I think it's certainly indicated in the things that Jesus says. That's got to be the saddest day in Jesus' life when he says to those people, depart from me into the eternal fires prepared for the devil and his angels, because that's exactly what he never, ever wanted to do. It will happen. I'm not denying that. Yeah. But you got to see that in the, that Jesus never wants that. And you get the same thing here. As you said, how easy it would have been for Joseph to say, well, you son of a... Whatever you know, yeah. Uh, after what you did to me, but but no, no. There's just that. Well, well, that yeah. No, love. and actually, that was something that struck me too. That connect, like last judgment connection in verse twenty two, yeah. where it says he gave to all of them a change of clothes, right? Oh, Which, like, yeah. you, you you just kind of think to yourself, like, oh, okay, that's I guess that's nice, right? Like, I guess I didn't pack enough clothes, or or, or like you know what, whatever, <laughs> right? Or like, yeah, their clothes were probably lousy. You know, gave them some new threads. That's a nice Christmas present, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and all that's all that's there, right? But to think about that, to to that, to all those uh, last judgment parables that the Lord tells, and all the the ones like the all all that wedding banquet 
yeah. language, right? Where like along with the invitation is like, hey, like this is how you dress, right? So that you can get in to the banquet, right? I mean, th- this is very much like that or, or like, you know, even though, you know, our, our sins are like this stain on what we're wearing, right? The scarlet A, um, it's like, here, look, here's, yeah. here's the white robe. I mean, I mean, I, I think this, this giving them the clothes idea is... Yeah, I, I think it's it's very full there that that you uh, oh I, I mean and and, and what's what's it, what the Lord Jesus say right um you know when I, when I was naked you clothed me yeah uh, yep. I, I I mean I think I think it all I think it all gets connected there that this is uh like like you were saying I I mean it's well, there there's so much there there's so much well, well, uh, there's so many tears I I think right like that yeah. they acknowledge the need for this but um. But, but it is gospel for those who would receive it. Yep. Well, I've been thinking, you know, Paul, we're, we're clothed in Christ, the revelation, the, the robes washed white in the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. See, I, mm-hmm. I tell you what, AJ, we could spend hours pursuing all the connections there, couldn't yeah, we? I, it's I think just, so. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could, could I point one thing real quick out here, though? Because there was mm. actually one thing as I was reading Luther's comment on, on this that I disagreed with. Mm. Uh, because, I, well, I, I think we need to remember that Joseph has actually played a little trick on his brothers, haven't he? You know, before yeah. we have this big reveal, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's planted a uh, uh, some contraband in in Benjamin's backpack, and he said, "Oh my God, dear, here I was trying to be nice to you, and now this Benjamin is stolen from me." Well, you guys can all go back, but no, I'm not going to let him go. And yeah. of course, we have Judah coming and saying, "Well, no, 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 we, this is the only son left of of, of the beloved wife. He, he's got to go back. I'll stay. I'll stay in his place." And of course, what Joseph is doing is trying to see where his brothers are at. Right? Yeah, that's right. Have they tests have them. they truly repented? Are they really sorry for what they did in the past? That's are right. they the same ugly guys that they were years ago? And, and so Luther says that that uh, God plays games with us, just like Joseph plays games with his brothers here. Um, but maybe it's the German uh, translation. Maybe, maybe it's not yeah. The, yeah, I don't know what it actually said in the German, but I just want to say here now, God does not play games. Joseph has to play games with people because yeah. Joseph is a sinner, and Joseph doesn't know. He can't see into the hearts of men. But let me tell you right now, if anyone's listening, God's not playing games with you, okay? If you've got struggles and trials, it's not God trying to teach you a lesson or play some game with you. No, it's just the fact we are sinful people in a sinful world. But you listen carefully to what he says here. He is your brother. He has come to preserve your life. I don't care what's going on now. I don't even care how you may feel. Well, of course I do care how you feel if you're sad. But and, but yeah, it does. Lonely. But even but, but if, you, if you feel still bad, it doesn't you. doesn't right. It doesn't negate it. That doesn't that, that, it doesn't stop yeah. it. It doesn't it doesn't get that in the way. It doesn't stop God's love and concern. That's right. You may have troubles, uh, right. but God God's always committed to you. So anyway, I just I'm sorry, yeah. Luther. Amen. <laughs> you may be wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and you and you may be right too. If that might just be like a translation thing, because like in yeah, English, when we be. talk about that's playing right. games with people, I mean that that that's a pretty. Um, it's a pretty negative connotation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, maybe maybe just on that note, we can look at. I'm, we're kind of hopping around, but it's fine. Um, yeah. One of the questions on Facebook was, "Hey, is it what's up with this uh, verse 24? Don't quarrel on the way. Is that a little jab at them? Right? Like, hey, you guys, you know, you just, I know you, you know, you're always just, you know, giving ev- like you know everybody a hard time. Like, just guys, you know, keep it together. You know, just kind of like one little jab at them on their way home." Um, you know, like what, what do you what do you make of that? I, I mean, uh, no. I, I, I agree yeah. with you that like I, I don't think the way to take all of this is that he's like messing with them or 
he, or no. he's acting out of spite when he does the the, the trick. I, I mean, I think he's 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 genuinely trying to help them, and he's genuinely giving them opportunities to do good. Exactly, which is and see that's my thought. This is exactly what God is doing for you and me. You know, so God comes and he says, I love you and I forgive you and, and all your sins have been taken care of. And yet you and I both know that you're still going to have a temptation to quarrel, a temptation to hold it over others, a temptation to think you're better than other people. Right. Yeah, Lord, you're right. <laughs> That's exactly the way we are. OK, thank you for the exhortation reminder that let's not quarrel on the way. So, I, you know, it's the same thing going back to the final judgment. If God would come to say to me, I, I was hungry, you did not feed me, I wouldn't argue with him. I would say, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. feed you. I didn't give you a drink. I can remember sometimes I left you naked. Oh, please forgive me for that. And I think that's all that is here. He's just saying, we know who we all are here. And, and don't forget, don't forget that I love and care for you as you return home to your dad now. Well, don't fall well, I back think into too- the old ways of doing things. Yeah, go Ahead, well, yeah, no, no, that's right, that's right, and I, and I think, um, well, so the ESV I think is very helpful here. There's a little footnote yeah, there, yeah. Uh, footnote E in the ESV. It says reference to forty two twenty two, which is Reuben answered them. Did I not tell you to not sin against the boy? But you mm-hmm. didn't listen. Yeah. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. So I mean that that goes back to the whole situation earlier that you referenced with the trick. And Reuben's like, hey, you guys, like look at the mess that we're in. Like this, like you know, th- this is why the bad thing is happening, right? Um, and, yep. and so I, I think, really, this is this is more than anything else. Um, it, it's sort of it's sort of like just reaffirming that forgiveness. Like, guys, like seriously, don't start blaming each other. I, th- I think that maybe even might be like a, a more contextually sensitive translation. Don't start blaming each other on the way, right? Like, don't don't go back there. The the guilt is done. It's forgiven. Don't don't anyone get up on your high horse and say. Well, really, see what wasn't you know uh, Judah weren't weren't Reuben and Judah like you know trying to do the right thing? It was really the other guys who really were like the ringleaders, right? Like, don't go there. Forgiveness is forgiveness. Everyone is forgiven. Don't play the game about like who needs the forgiveness more. And 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 that happens when we depart from this beautiful gospel that is given us in this text. And, and it's a real danger, and, and I think we all need to hearken to that, because it's so easy, again, to fall back into the law, to fall back into thinking we have to do something. It's about structure and 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 uh, fulfilling commandments, and, well, you better do it. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. It is just a call to remember we are in forgiveness. That's how we do all things. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of the, the the parable of the the workers hired at the eleventh hour, right? Like after there's yeah, this gospel yeah. oh, of I'm giving thing. everyone yes. yeah. I'm giving everyone a full day's wage, right? Everyone yeah. gets a car, right? Um, and, and and the reaction is like, what? Well, that's not fair. Like they don't. We, we should get two cars, right? I, I mean, I mean, it's just, it just that that's it's so sad that this is like the human reaction. Like we can't just be happy that everyone gets something good. We got to be like, well, no, we, you know. And so I, I think, yeah, I think I think it's uh, getting at that same um, that that same thing there. Um, you know, so already, oh man, so 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 little time. But we, I think we've covered uh, a lot of really good things. May, maybe we can just uh, kind of touch on uh, t- two things, I guess. So. Um, you know, so one of the questions, um, oh, actually, hang on a second. What, what's this question here? So uh, what, what's the deal with Joseph having a bullet divination? Okay, I'm going to save that for later. Um, let, let's, maybe, let's maybe talk about the wagons, and then we can talk about, like, what, what Jacob hap- what happens with Jacob. Um, sure. 
but, but so so you so you get these wagons right like there's like uh loaded full of stuff from egypt um yeah what do you think the significance is there because like you don't really see a lot of like this talk of wagons in the old testament really like out outside or before this um and well, when i see this I, not, I, I see this as like foreshadowing the plundering of egypt and the exodus ah and and that could be that could be because the same thing happens isn't it uh, uh they take all the wealth out of egypt and, and in fact it always tickles me the egyptians actually give them the wealth yeah. and say here take it please leave us which is exactly what god predicted was going to happen <laughs> back when they were yep. slaves you know um, yeah. I, I, the thing that I would like to see in it is the same thing. Uh, God has sent us wagons, hasn't he? We, we have all kinds of blessings here and now, but, but when we finally get in the wagons and go back to where Jesus is now, back up into heaven, oh, there, the blessings will even be greater than whatever wagons he sent to us at this moment. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, isn't, know. Isn't that something? Like, he, cause he says that, right? Like, um, I mean, Pharaoh yeah. here, right? Who's, I mean, this is fascinating. Um, it feels like it feels like something we've read in uh, Isaiah, right? Like because uh, uh, Pharaoh in, in this like uh, kind of metaphor is, is standing for God, <laughs> the Egyptian yeah, Pharaoh, yeah. right? Like what? Um, but yeah, the, these rich, rich blessings—they're just for on the way, right? I mean, just think yeah, about that, yeah. right? That, that that like all the things in in this life that we have because of God's mercy as we, as we participate in the ascension, this is just the on the way like gas station snacks guys like <laughs> yeah yeah that's a perfect <laughs> analogy the gas station snacks you haven't even got to the banquet yet yeah, yeah. right uh foretaste of the feast to come uh okay so just with like just uh less than a minute left here so yeah so the last thing here amazing you know uh the, the promise that he makes you know I, i'll go down with you to egypt so he's going yeah. with him yeah. and i will bring you up again so he promises yeah. that even even when later he's gonna like talk to moses and say i don't think i want to go back up with you it's kind of like well but you promised and then joseph's hand shall close your eyes what do you make of that i mean isn't, this is a very this is such a powerful image i think why, why do you think that jacob needs to hear this joseph's hand shall close your eyes well, okay, because cause here's the thing, and here's why we all need to hear it. Uh, we've just shared with you the most beautiful news there is, that Jesus Christ is our brother. He has given us everything we need here. He will give us even more. But you got to understand, our eyes are going to be closed, aren't they, AJ? That doesn't mean we're not going to die. We're all going to die. All these things, all the wagons we have now, they, they won't do us any good. We'll, we'll be separated from them, just like happened with Job. But that's okay. That is absolutely all right. Because the Lord Jesus is still going to take care of us, so that He He will be with us even in, in death, and, and that that, that yes, gospel yes. message, right? I, I He's will, be with us I even in that. Go down with you, yeah, exactly, Amen. Amen. brother. Amen. Thank you so much. A beautiful, beautiful chapter. I, you, you could have fooled me that you didn't prepare this exhaustively. Uh, so thank you so much. <laughs> Looking forward to having you on again really soon. Everybody, uh, Pastor John Lukomsky, moving on to Leviticus next time. Until then, I'm Pastor H.S. Espinosa. You've Peace. been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission, in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.